Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 651. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free. I have music, letters, and a strong message from the Bible to you, from God. Um, right now, let's pray to God. Father God, you are the only, the one and only God in the whole universe. Uh, you're the one who created heaven and earth and the fullness thereof. You love those that fear you and keep your commandments. Lord, let your voice be uh, spoken through my mouth today on this program that people can be saved, that uh, the lost can begin realizing that the um, our reasonable duty because of what you've done, creating everything in us, and uh, the same thing that uh, you laid your life down, you died for us and shed your blood for us. And um, our reasonable duty is to do the same thing, is to keep our bodies holy, pure, clean. Uh, Lord, we ask that you... I ask you, Father God, to destroy the works of Satan, rebuke him, bind him, open up doors for your children every way there is, and let everybody in the church, the body of Christ, begin being holy. Because the work, your work, cannot be done in vessels that take lightly your word. Lord, I ask it in Jesus' name. And that the souls out in the world can be saved, that they can see Jesus in people. Not people hanging around Starbucks on Hollywood Boulevard, or people just cruising and uh, taking it easy on the street, but people that are vibrant, full of uh, godly zeal, not zeal in any way for this world, but to be conformed to you and not to the world. Lord, bind Satan and open doors for us in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says amen. Amen. All right. Now I'm going to sing for you um, Sunday School to Broadway. She used to stand, clap her hands, and sing Amazing Grace While the tears of childhood innocence were rolling down her face Mama prayed at night and raised her right and thought she knew the way But it's a long, long way from Sunday school to where she is today It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway a long way from the girl she used to be. When you sing a sinner's song, it's hard to find your way back home. But it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. Sunday evening spent in a gospel tent down on her bended knees. 
And she gave her soul to Jesus And he set her spirit free But the cold night air out on Times Square Ain't what she fell back home And it's a long, long way from Sunday school To New York nights alone It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway She's a long way from the girl she used to be Sing a sinner song, it's hard to find your way back home. Cause it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. Then her eyes grew bright in the cool dark night, and a halo framed her face. And a passerby swore he heard her cry. Did he hear amazing grace? They couldn't see the man who took her hand as she lay there in the street. And it's a long, long way from Broadway to a place at the master's feet. It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. She's a long way from the girl she used to be. When you sing a sinner's song, it's hard to find your way back home. Well, it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. She's a long way from the girl she used to be. When you sing a sinner song, it's hard to find your way back home. Well, it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. Praise the Lord. It's a long way from Sunday school to Broadway. And it's a very long way from Jesus to be out of the street with the dogs. That's one thing if you're out on the streets. Well, being a living sacrifice. In other words, winning souls for the Lord sacrificing whatever the things are that are in this world that most people go for. It's a wonderful thing to sacrifice yourself unto the Lord. And that's the only way that you're going to be able to get into the kingdom of heaven. It's our reasonable duty. Now, Jesus had to die and shed his blood to bring the plan of salvation to reality uh, it has to come to reality in our mind if that doesn't mean anything to you because you see so many people killed on the streets and murdered in the news uh, you know pretty soon you become hardened to death and you see so many people committing suicide you figure well that's not so bad other people do it and really people are like monkeys they uh they're not monkeys, but they are they because they, they're copycats. Uh, you do something in front of a monkey, and the monkey will do the same thing. And um, But the Lord wants to bring the plan of salvation into your heart, your soul, your mind, so that it becomes real to you. Um, the blood of Jesus... God coming into the world and shedding his blood 
is the only method that God desired uh, that must be made. Uh, but the there's a Satan in this world. The world itself is satanic because they all uh, are deceived. And the Bible tells us that, and you say what the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us. Yes, God tells us that all, that everything that is in the world is lust, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. All these things of no value. You value these things because you like to party, you like to relax. And these are the things that advertising agencies like to project into your mind. They project lust into your mind. Uh, notice the different ads on television, how they... Uh, try to give you uh, the lustful side of whatever the advertisers are advertising. Uh, you've seen it. Uh, you know it. Uh, you can just imagine all the different things. What has... Um, a soft drink got to do with a bunch of half-naked women on the beach. It's a Coke or a Pepsi. But in order to glamorize it to you, they um, have to put it together with the beach, the sun, the sand, and uh, all kinds of men, young men or young women. And they focus their cameras on different body parts and you buy it. But the Lord says, uh, through the Apostle Paul, chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. And he's talking not to the people in the world, because the people in the world are not our brothers and sisters. We want them to be, and that's why we preach the gospel. And that's why we... Uh, Put a, a knife to our throat. That's why we uh, stay in. I'm an outdoors person myself, and I love to be outdoors and run around, but I know that I'm preparing. I'm preparing my life for eternity. Uh, there isn't anything in the world that's going to cause me to do otherwise because there's nothing else in the world that is of any value. It's all lust. And uh, when lust enters in, well, then sin happens, right? Oh, let's see all these movies, you know, where they're killing people, murdering people. And people like that because uh, they want to be like the mafia and so on. I know the whole story because I've been in the presence of hundreds of thousands of people. And many of them have told me they're... Uh, desires. Oh, I watch, you know, The Godfather, man, I just, I love the intrigue and all this. And instead of loving the intrigue, there's no intrigue. Then it's just simple. They, um, they want territory. They wanted the ability to be able to collect money, protection money, uh, to take care of their hood, 
and to um, despise anyone that's preaching the gospel. But the only method that God devised for people to be saved, Satan must make that which God has devised. The only way on the face of the earth that you can get into heaven, Satan is doing everything in his power to obscure it, to hide it from you, uh, to make it uh, out of focus, uh, to, to make it sure it's blurry. Uh, and Satan is the one that's doing it. I remember when I was, before I was saved, and I was a master at uh, promotion. I could make you believe anything that was a lie. And people would buy it like crazy. You can't even um, imagine. But now uh, that I'm saved and I'm called to tell people about Jesus so that they could be saved, in other words, I'm supposed to be selling Jesus to people, selling the kingdom of heaven to you, uh, not for money or anything like that, but just to explain it to you. For if I was doing it for money, hmm, people would never believe it. But I'm not doing it for money. I did a promotion for Pete Best, and his mother uh, had, according to him, recorded six albums of the Beatles. And he told me if I do the promotion for him, he'll give me one of those albums. And I realized that the Beatles were so popular with uh, school kids, people like that, and people that are focused on the world and on drugs and all these things. Well, I figured, well, you know, I'll take it. And I still possess that. So I'm not in the ministry for money. Um... The way I look at it, I probably got over a billion dollars in uh, masters uh, from different artists. And um, there's many other artists that would love to sign with me. And I never, uh, I wasn't just benevolent uh, to uh, the record industry. I, there were many people, such as the Democratic Party, that wanted me to do all kinds of promotions for them. They wanted me to handle the entire promotion for the whole Democratic Party, not just for a convention, but for the entire party. So Satan, his main job is to obscure, to hide the plan of salvation and to make it look silly and stupid. Like, yeah, Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And he wants you to believe that comedians are the most important things in sports. And you can see that you folks have gone for that. Very much so. If Satan was made defenseless, or if he were unable to obscure or get out of focus the gospel, the plan of salvation... If he were not able to blur uh, the truth to you people in the world, then his uh, rulership would be over. To do this efficiently, uh, to blur your mind, Satan must first convince people that he uh, doesn't exist. 
And you say the devil or Satan, and everybody says, devil, Satan. This is a bunch of hooey. And Satan has done exactly a very good job of doing this uh, to you folks out there. In heaven, Satan coveted, was jealous, and he talked one-third of the angels to leave heaven. So the Lord has uh, devised a plan that Satan has blurred uh, for people to be able to do a job for God so that God can be well pleased with them. And um, I think that chapter 12 of uh, the book of Romans describes that very well. I'll read a little bit of it before we read the letters. I beseech you, Paul says, and I don't be blinded or diverted away from the things of the Lord. Don't let Satan uh, deceive you. Don't let him uh, distract you. To get you to uh, get your eyes um, off of the Lord. Because this is the only method that God has devised for you to be able to be saved. He wants you to give your bodies as a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Because there's a lot of lust that's living in everybody's uh, body. That's where it is. There's Satan is actually living there. Satan's lived there in all your life until you begin knowing about Jesus. But when people begin knowing about Jesus, what they do is they still want to cling on to the things of this world. And so Paul states that he beats his body black and blue. He does everything in his power to be able to retain eternal life. Uh, because he knows that if uh, he would let Satan take a hold of his body, then Satan has the uh, power to blind your eyes. So God uses this method, and he tells you how to uh, to use the method in the Word of God. How to be able to make the method come to pass to where you can be victorious. Well, it takes some doing. We have to be disciplined. We have to discipline ourselves to do it. Just as you discipline yourself to go to school, you discipline yourself to get up in the morning, to go to work, you discipline yourself in the morning uh, to uh, do whatever you do that you think is important, like uh, going to some university and studying law, which is not law at all. But, I mean, you think it is, and so that makes it right, right? Yes, that's what you say. But it isn't law. The only law that's going to mean anything at the judgment bar of God is the law of God. Or you get up in the morning and you put your life on the line for a corrupt government. You police officers, get your badge, shine it up. Get your belly club, your flashlight, your whistle, and all the other nonsensical things that you take with you. 
Well, it's rough out there on the streets. Yes, it is. And we're on the streets too, pal. But we don't carry badges, belly clubs, guns, bullets. We don't carry, we don't wear bulletproof vests. We don't do all this. They say, you prepare to go out and give up your life. You have a wife and children. You go out there knowing that the police have done a lot of bad things. And yes, the criminals have done a lot of bad things too, but you know, the system has made a lot of criminals out of people that once were decent. Because when you um, anger people by the ridiculous things that uh, you're doing to people, that and Satan is using you to do that, you go out there in defense of your own life instead of caring about other people's lives to bring them to the Lord. And this is where you're at. Now, there's only one plan of salvation. There's only one method that God has devised. And Satan must hide that from you. And everything that he's doing all day long is hiding uh, the way, the truth, and the life. There's a certain way that you get into the kingdom of heaven. Your body has to be harnessed. Your tongue has to be harnessed. The things that uh, you love of the world must be harnessed. Uh, there's a newscast that says that uh, the children that they took away from this church in Texas, that uh, they didn't have anything to do with the real world. Well, what that is to all you people is it's making you think that because they don't want to be conformed to this world, as the Bible tells them to not be conformed to the world, that you think that's wrong. But what in the world would you want to conform yourself to the things of the world? The people in the world are not having any fun. Uh, what you're doing out there is you're afraid every day. When you get up, you don't know whether you're going to be alive or dead. And you know you're not saved. You know you're not doing anything to please the Lord. Well, I'm protecting my fellow man. But who's protecting your fellow man from you? Uh, you're the one that is to blame for the problems that are in the world today. Yeah, not you, but it's the devil in you. Uh, your lusts. Uh, some people just want to be heroes, even if they have to die. And one of the reasons for that is, is because they don't know what happens to people after they die. I had an uncle, Uncle Clayton, said, um, I'm not afraid to die, Tony, but I'm just afraid of where I might go after I die. Everybody knows you're telling the truth, but they just don't have the guts to say it. So let me give you some instructions after Sharon reads a letter here. Where's the first letter from, uh, Sharon? Fort Smith, Arkansas. Okay, let me hear it. To Pastor Lamo, I was listening to one of your programs. You were reading about the man whose friends took the roof apart in order to get him to Jesus for healing. You started preaching faith into the listeners' hearts and how we just have to receive our healing. The Lord already healed you. Just receive it. I was at home with my two-year-old little girl, Whitney, who had a cough. Her cough was so bad she could hardly sleep at night. I was just taking it all in and thinking, Right, she is already healed. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. She woke up from her well, nap. Well, the reason she's saying that 
is that the Lord said, by the stripes that he took at Calvary, uh, the stripes meaning the beating that he took, he took that so that we could be healed. But, you know, even though he did that, if you don't have faith to believe that he did that and that that actually, that you were healed because of that, you can say, well, your body's lying to you because it says that it's uh, not healed. And Satan can lie to you and say you're not healed, but the Lord said you are healed. You're healed. So we have to figure out whether we're going to believe our body or if we're going to believe Satan or if we're going to believe the Lord who with his word created everything in the universe. Now that doesn't say, ah, well, you've heard that so many times. But it's true. And I heard so many times before I became a Christian that God even knows the number of the hairs on your head. I thought that was so ridiculous that God would know every hair on my head and what for. I don't know what for, but I know that he knows every fiber, not only uh, your hair, he knows every fiber in each hair. He knows how many hairs you've got on your head. He knows how many evil thoughts you've got. He knows the things that you're trying to do to become a better person. But we can't be a better person. We have to become a member of Christ's body. Uh, the Lord doesn't want us to go around saying we're doing a lot of good or that we're doing any evil either. He just says he wants us to be dead. And uh, to everything in the world that is distracting to us, and he wants us to be healed. That's one of the things. He wants us to have faith in what he says, not what you think or say or what you've received from your mother, your dad, your friends or somebody on the street that you met or somebody on television. Don't believe them. Believe what God said. God said, you're healed by my stripes. Jesus, the beating that I took. You are healed. And if you believe that, you are healed. And so these are the things that the Lord wants to wants you to believe. Because if we don't believe, then we're damned. We're damned. And you say, damned where? Damned to a place that you don't believe in. You don't believe there's a hell. If you knew there was a hell, and that was foremost on your mind, you would straighten yourself out right quick if you knew, uh, and it was vivid in your mind, if Satan hadn't uh, hid it from you, how horrible the pit of hell is in the lake of fire. It just doesn't quicken. It just doesn't quicken to your mind or your heart or your soul. Oh, who cares? I don't believe Jesus. You know, you're just saying, I am damned when you say that. I'm damned because I don't believe. Jesus said the few words that he said before he ascended into the kingdom of heaven. He said, 
uh, go into all the world, all the nations of the world, and preach this gospel to everyone, to every creature. Those that believe shall be saved, and those that believe shall be healed, and those that doubt shall be damned. Now, Satan, in this world where going through like the, you know, the Indians. I'm from Montana, and I know about North Dakota and Montana and South Dakota and Wyoming. Live close to the Wyoming border, Billings, Montana. And, uh, you know, there was, uh, there's just so many people over there. Uh, I know what uh, it is, these uh, squaws. Yeah, even before I was born, what they would do if they caught a white man. They'd all get a bunch of sticks, boards, rocks, and they'd form two lines of squaws. Now, an Indian squaw is so Indian woman. They'd have them, some of them were pretty beefy. And they'd have a guy take his shoes and socks off. And he'd run between these two lines of Indian women. And they'd do everything to bust your head open and to knock your brains out and flatten your nose and kill you, really. And if you made it through there, well, then they'd figure, yeah, okay, you have the right to live because you endured the test here. Okay, well, in this world, there's a lot worse things than that. Uh, what it is is we're going through a gamut. And they're not, uh, the devil's not looking to just destroy your body. Yeah, he wants to do that too. That's why he's got everybody on drugs and alcohol, booze, and you name it. And some of the biggest people in the world, you know, Frank Sinatra, who wanted me to go to work for him, and I wouldn't. I told him, you know, I don't work for anybody I work for. You come to work for me. All right? And uh, a friend of mine uh, that was... Um, a person that uh, worked for me, uh, a black man, uh, his name was Tony. He would go to a meeting at Frank's office every uh, one day a week. It was like uh, either Friday or Saturday. I can't remember. This is going back years ago. And he told me, Frank wants you to work for him. <laughs> I says, no way. I know his personality from uh, his reputation. I'm not about to work for the guy. I like the way he sings and everything like that, but I'm not working for him. And, uh, you know, I have a, uh, an empire myself. And I would probably use somebody like him and his uh, friends, but I wouldn't do it. So that was one temptation that the devil threw out there. He uh, destroys people's souls by tempting you. And even after I've been saved now, there's one person after the other. You know, I do. I would do uh, promotions and so on if they were of the Lord. I always pray about everyone that comes to me and wants me to do promos for them. But this is like those Indian squaws that want to smash, to obscure, to hide from me the purpose that God has called me to to do. You know, he wants me to not believe that I'm healed. He wants me to believe that it's okay to be involved in the world and also in the spiritual realm. 
Uh, folks, you can't have one foot in heaven and another one here in the world. You have to start conforming, not to the world, but to the Lord. And um, because uh, the minute that you start going Satan's way, once he gets a toehold, that's not going to be enough for him. He's going to want to put his leg in and then his arm and shoulder and then the rest of his spirit into you so he, he can thoroughly obscure uh, or get out of focus or blur the plan of salvation to you no it's just not saying the prayer you know what we have to do is uh, conform our lives to the same life that Jesus lived. You don't have to wear the same clothes that he does because people would probably put you in a mental institution because this is a different time. We wear different clothes today than uh, he did. Uh, so, but the uh, point is, is that um, we uh, are, have to present our bodies now, this is one thing that Satan really wants to obscure from you, hide from you. We have to um, present our bodies a living, as a living sacrifice. Sacrifice to who? Uh, sacrifice for you, actually. Sacrifice your body to the Lord so that you can get into heaven. You have to sacrifice your bodies. Holy. Holy. What does holy mean? That means to uh, conform your bodies to the Bible, the Word of God, because the Lord doesn't want you to go to hell. Now you can do that, and you're going to hell, then the lake of fire. So holy, acceptable unto God. You have to become acceptable to God. Well, but so he doesn't want you to do anything that's unholy. He wants you to die out so that he can live in you and do his work in and through you, which uh, is your reasonable service. Well, the first thing he wants you to do is to believe him. And he said, by my stripes, you are healed. And that's what this letter is about. You are healed. Okay, and this, it finally dawned on this woman and uh, I believe her child was healed because of her faith in what the Lord said. She became, in this point, conformed to the Lord. Okay, read the rest of it. She woke up from her nap. Her baby, who had this horrible cold and cough, woke up from her nap. Then what? And has not coughed since. And his not God says, well, of course. Of course. When God says something, it's true. When God said, let there be light, there was light. When he said he separated the water from the land, made dry land in the oceans, it happened. Because God is God. And, of course, you're in a physical, carnal realm and it's hard for you to believe that because Satan is so busy obscuring all these things to you. All right, and then what? Later in the message, you 
paused and said, The Lord just checked me and let me know someone in Radio Land received this message and is healed. So write up your testimony and we'll read it. Thank you so much for spending so much time to bring these uplifting messages. We really appreciate them and we're very thankful for them. You are in our prayers all the time, day and night. I thank God for using you to guide us into heaven. Thank you again. Praise the Lord. Sincerely, Wendy. Yeah, some people that get bored with it, they said this uh, message, thank you for leading us into heaven. Ho-hum. Oh, it's so boring. Um, people, those of you that think that way are not going to heaven. Yeah. You say, well, you always are threatening people, just like Jeremiah the prophet, who was telling the people that uh, they're going to have to go into exile um, for 70 years because of the fact that they did not uh, conform to God. And uh, they all thought he was a traitor, that he wasn't patriotic. And uh, they wanted to kill him. And um, But he was the true prophet of the Lord, and he was telling people, conform to what God wants you to do. You people have sinned, and the sentence on you is 70 years in exile with Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. And they says, why is he telling us to surrender to them? Because God was telling him to surrender to him. And it's coming to that point now, if people won't surrender to the Lord, then you're going to be surrendered to the Antichrist. Okay, so the Paul says in chapter 12, I beseech you, therefore, people of the Lord, not you people of the world, by the mercies of God. Now, God, the reason that he's saying by the mercies of God, he's just saying because God has so much mercy, he's telling you the right thing to do. I'm beseeching you by the mercies of God. Because he could just leave you be blind like you are in the world today and just not have any mercy on you and tell you the right way to present yourself in the world. But he says, I beseech you, therefore, Christians, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Because you are living, but you're dead, but the Spirit of the Lord is living in you so that it appears that your body is, uh, that there's something that's life in you, and that's the Lord. That you present your, your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, H-O-L-Y, acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. So why is that our reasonable service? Because let's reason together. Reasonable means that we're going to reason. It's because if you don't, if you don't do that, if you don't uh, present your bodies in the sight of God, because God sees everything that's happening and knows everything inside you, what you're thinking that you present your bodies in this world a living sacrifice. Why do I have to sacrifice myself to these ordinances of God? Because the Lord, uh, in his mercy, is telling you that that's the way it has to be if you're going to go to heaven. You have to uh, be 
led by the Holy Spirit. And we have to make ourselves be led by the Holy Spirit, just like you get up to school and so on in the morning. Wholly acceptable unto God. Well, if we're not acceptable to God, then he's not going to accept us into heaven. And there's no alternative. The only other alternative is hell. You're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. All right. Acceptable unto God. Now, what everybody's wanting to do is they want to be acceptable unto Satan. And you can see that that's what they're doing. They're cheering and screaming and yelling and paying big prices to go to football, basketball, baseball games, hockey, uh, and all these other sports. And to get the front row seat or the second row seat, if you're a celebrity and you want your face to be seen on TV, you want to be, you want to be like Donald Trump, man. You want to be everywhere. But that isn't going to do you any good. You're paying a lot of money for nothing. But because the goal that Satan is trying to obscure is that you become acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable duty. Well, why is it so reasonable? We're going to reason, he says, because it's a good reason to do that so that you can go to heaven. And uh, so I said, a lot of people say, well, it's because Jesus gave his life, and so you have to do it too. No, this is for your own good. This is your own good. If you reason it together and say, who's going to profit from this, me or God? God has got it made already. He's got it made, and you don't. And so the Lord's telling you how to prepare yourself for heaven. And then that is to um, present your bodies before God and the world, a living sacrifice Holy, acceptable unto God. Because you're, you're accepted already by Satan. But to get to heaven, you have to be acceptable unto God. And it's your, if you reason on it, you think about it, it's your uh, reasonable service. Why is it reasonable? Because if you do, you're going to heaven. Isn't that something? Amen. And to stay out of hell? Well, for God's sake, what's the matter with you? Verse 2. And be not conformed to the world, to this world that you're living in. Now, the government is saying all these kids that were kidnapping and were doing it legally according to their uh, lawlessness, they're saying that it's, it's just horrible that they don't get to watch this filthy television set. And it's, um, it's awful that they don't get to eat potato chips. And it's awful, they say, the government, the Antichrist government, they can't watch, you know, how to rob places and uh, to see all this negative stuff that's on television and in the movies and all these things. Uh, you ungodly worldly people, you've conformed yourself to this present world. And therefore you're wondering, what's wrong with these kids? You're so far in darkness that you can't figure it out. Doopy, you are exceedingly stupid. And be not conformed to this world. 
Uh, don't let your children watch TV. Uh, put them on health foods. Don't uh, let them receive the advertisements about fast foods and all these things and soda pops and the filthy four-letter words that they're hearing on television and uh, going into schools with guns and murdering their friends or people that may have offended them. And the world is saying, uh, you know, you, you, you're God. Satan is saying, you know, y'all, and that's why the TV stations are saying, call us and let us know what you think. Because what you think, uh, with your, uh, flesh that's possessed with the devil and all the lusts in it, uh, tell us what you think we should do in the world. Instead of telling people, read the Bible and, t- uh, so that God can tell you what the world is. And that it's nothing but lust, and what a cheap thing to go to hell for. And to be cut off completely from heaven. What a filthy bunch of devils that would say, these kids are normal now. Now we're teaching them to be killers. We're teaching them to be despondent. We're teaching them to be sick. We're teaching them to despise their mothers and dads. Uh, You're conforming them to the world. And it's a commandment from the Lord. He says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't let Satan con you into believing that your mind is supposed to be on the things of this world. People are getting so depressed. You look at the news. I watch it for a uh, day or so. And, uh, I mean, it's uh, depressing even to me. And then I, I turn the thing off and I get a hold of the Lord and he says, you're saved. You're going to heaven. And that's the way I want to be. I don't want to be listening to negative things all day long. And to, uh, the upside of the news is that, look at this, a little bear here that was uh, born. Isn't he cute? Or look at my twins. Aren't they cute? The only one that matters in this world is that we, there's only one body going to be in the kingdom of heaven, and that's the body of Christ. And if you're not part of his body, and you're not part of his body unless you've been transformed by the renewing of your mind. Satan has your mind. He has uh, you focused on him. And when you're focusing on him, everything in the whole world, everything of God has been out of focus now. Uh, Everything that is of God is hidden from you, obscured. So you're going to have to just discipline yourself to be disciplined by the word of God. Discipline yourself to be disciplined by the Holy Spirit. So it's a commandment. Don't be conformed to this world. Because all that is in the world is the lust. Lust of the flesh. Lust of the eyes. And lust is what gets your soul into hell. When you're lusting, that means that Satan has a real strong hold on your mind. 
uh, and uh, he's just uh, bombarding your mind with all kinds of hexagon and uh, hydrogen bombs, atomic bombs, and be not conformed to this world. It's a commandment. And if you break this commandment, you're going to hell. Why? Just because we believe in the world? Yes, because everything that's in the world is of Satan. All the lusts. Lust is from Satan. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove, you have to prove to God and the people of the world, what is that, what the thing is that's good. What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of not Satan or you or anyone else, but by that you're acceptable and perfect and um, will of God. You have to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of the one and only that you have to prove to is God. Verse 3, For I say through the power given unto me to every man, by the grace of God, every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. You know, back off from the world. Get to yourself and with uh, God and talk to him. Soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So there is a measure of faith, and that faith can be increased. And faith, the increase of faith, you have a certain amount of faith. Everybody does, but the faith can and will be increased by reading the word of God. Verse 4, for as we have many members in one body, in our body, and all members have not the same office. So everybody this everybody has a different office or a different position in the body of Christ. So not everybody's going to be an evangelist, but what we do is back up our evangelists, our pastors, our teachers, our preachers, and our prophets. Verse 5, so we, being many, because that's how it has to be that way, because Jesus has many members in his bride, his body. So you could say that Jesus is a polygamist. He has m many people. So we, being many, are one body in Christ. We have to be in Christ because only Christ is going to heaven. And if we're in him, we go to heaven as well. And everyone members one of another. So we're joined together for the same purpose to win souls, to not be conformed to the world, but to be accepted by God, to be conformed to uh, the Lord. By the perfect will of God. 
All right, now I see that uh, my time is up, and so uh, it's time to pray. I mean, it's time to visit the Lord now. It's, uh, it's time to go to the throne of God and talk to him and to let him know what you think. He already knows what you think, but he wants to know if you're going to make a decision to do what you've heard me preach right from his, from his word. Are you going to be conformed to the world or are you going to be transformed into the image and likeness of his dear son so that you can be one of the members of his body and be in heaven? Now here's how you begin. Say to the Lord this prayer. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, Holy Spirit, into my heart. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away. All that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm calling on you, Father. I'm calling on you. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. All right, now, Sharon, uh, let's tell the people in the listening audience how to receive a copy of this program, number 651. Uh, they're free of charge. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467 Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying uh, make sure to tune in tomorrow for a real strong insight as to what uh, our position uh, must be if we want to go to heaven. We want to go on the straight and narrow. Um, it's yours, free of charge. And that's why maybe you think it's not that important, but it is the most important thing that you could ever do, so make sure you listen tomorrow. Okay, uh, here I am to sing for you. You know, you're doing everything in this world, but you're not going to take anything with you when you stand before the Lord. You can't take it with you. Traffic in a turmoil by the sidewalk Somewhere someone left to meet their face other people stand around and just talk When they could do more than just obey Everybody's sweating about the dollar Yelling, can he save his penny earned? 
How's it gonna help them when they holler If it sends them to a place to burn You can't take it with you where you're going There's no place to spend it either way You might as well get satisfaction knowing Someone had a little brighter day Help somebody turn a tear to laughter Need some air return along your way There's no social standings in hereafter Everybody dies the same old way You can't take it with you where you're going There's no place to spend it either way might as well get satisfaction nowhere Someone had a little brighter day When you help somebody before you You can't shut the Lord now, don't you know Helping others can be fun to feel Cause you can't take it with you when you go No, you can't take it with you when you go.